Serverless isn't just about programming models. It can also be infrastructure. Virtual nodes enable you to deploy containers at scale more rapidly into AKS without worrying about your cluster size. Brendan Burns is here to show us how today on Azure Friday. Hey everyone, Donovan Brown here with another episode of Azure Friday. I'm here with Brendan Burns where we're going to be talking about virtual nodes. So virtual nodes, tell me what these are about. Well, you know, with Kubernetes, traditionally, um, the entire system has been built on top of virtual machines. So you have virtual machines to run uh, the API servers, all of the control plane components. You have virtual machines that are running uh, the worker nodes. But you know, when you're using a Kubernetes API, you actually are really just thinking about containers and you're thinking about the control plane API. You don't really care about the virtual machines. In many cases, they're actually a liability. You have to patch them. You have to worry about, you know, does the operating system, the operating system that, you know, is approved for, for compliance or whatever else. And so with Azure, what we're really trying to do is make the Kubernetes experience as serverless as possible. Yeah, because right? I was always concerned too when I was building it, like how many nodes do I need? And yeah. here I am trying to figure out how many workloads I'm going to need. And that becomes a, a pain point for me is figuring out should it be four, five, six, and am I getting too many? Or are they is this yeah, yeah, a nightmare? Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely the case that's one of the things I think serverless uh, enables you to do beyond just um, not thinking about the operating system is actually to not necessarily have to think about scale. Gotcha. Right? You know, whether you're overpaying by buying too many virtual machines or you're worried that if there's a burst of traffic you might uh, have underscaling or you know maybe it's that your developers go home at you know five o'clock six o'clock at night and they leave a virtual machine running all night and you're <laughs> gotcha. paying for it while they're not working there's a lot of reasons why you want to be able to have a kubernetes cluster where you can uh, scale with elasticity and and only pay when the containers are running and awesome. that's what virtual nodes enables Perfect. so if you you know, take a look. As we bring serverless into Azure Kubernetes Service, we run the master control plane for you. Yep. It's a serverless control plane. With virtual nodes, we replace a bunch of your worker nodes, the elastic part of your, your pool with uh, uh, serverless containers. Um, we're still in the process uh, of you know, making it Kubernetes fully serverless. It wasn't built with serverless in mind. Sure. Um, and so there are still some places uh, where you need virtual machines. And so we still see customers running both virtual machines and virtual nodes. But our long-term trajectory is, is towards you know, nothing but uh, virtual nodes and serverless everywhere. Got it. So as of today, you can start adding virtual nodes to your existing cluster. But there might be scenarios where you're still going to need those VMs to be able to mount disk or to yeah. be able to sit behind a load balancer or something like that. Yeah. So, so um, you, you need a few nodes to act as sort of bastion inputs for the load balancer. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, Azure Container Instances, which powers the virtual nodes, doesn't support uh, Azure Disk today. Gotcha. Um, all these things are, you know, being developed. Perfect. Um, but uh, if you need Azure Files, it works with the serverless containers. Got it. So in the future, what we're hoping to have is AKS completely serverless, where all I have is a control plane that is controlled by Microsoft and a virtual node that's going to be the target for all my workloads. That's exactly right, and okay. that is definitely the north star. Awesome. Because I think that's what what people want. They want to focus on containers and and leave the the running of the infrastructure to us. Perfect. And then I don't have to pay for those ones that were running 24 by 7 simply because I needed them behind a load balancer. Now, all of a right. sudden, I only pay for them when I need them. Exactly. exactly. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll take a look at uh, what this looks like. Oh I, oh, I wanted to mention, of course, also that serverless actually extends beyond um, the Kubernetes API itself. It extends to things like uh, Azure Monitor with our Container Insights, Container Registry, really trying to make sure that there are no virtual machines anywhere for you as much as we can. Yeah, because I remember when I started playing with ACR, I didn't realize that I could actually have ACR build the image for me too. I yeah. always thought of ACR as just a place where I store it, but yeah, you can yeah, actually yeah. say, no, no, go build it, go do no, everything. No, you can for do it. your developer, you can do the whole thing in Azure Cloud Shell. 
you know, you have a shell, a serverless shell, you have a serverless <laughs> Kubernetes, serverless everything, right? Yes. And I think that is most people, I mean, I think for most people, the ability to uh, just do it from a web browser, to do it from an environment where I can throw it away and find yeah. the next environment, it, it's really optimal. Cool. Right? So, so let's see how it works. All right, cool. Let's take a look. All right, cool. So we're going to take a look at uh, a Kubernetes cluster in AKS with virtual nodes attached. The first thing we can look at here is the nodes. Uh, and this is using the VS Code extension, but you know, the same commands are available with Kubectl on the command okay. line. In fact, that's what's being used under the hood. But got it. Prettier visualization and all that. Um, and what you see here is we've got three uh, nodes backed with a VMSS and a virtual node here. Okay. What's interesting about the virtual node is you're never going to have more than one for uh, any particular operating system. You might okay. have one for Windows and one for Linux, um, but you don't need to add more nodes to add more scale. Got it. The containers just go into that node and it just grows effectively. It's virtual anyway, but it grows in order to accommodate new containers. Perfect. Um, I got a deployment over here um, and we can take a look at this deployment. Um, and it's got three pods running inside that deployment. Um, and if I say, you know, I want to scale up, right? I'm going to come along here uh, and I'll take this to four. Um, and then we'll apply that. This shows off a little bit of the extension as well. It actually is just showing me the difference that I'm going to do. So it's okay, highlighting cool. the replicas from three to four. Okay. So uh, I can choose to apply that. Now I'm going to try and scale up to four. Um, and we've scaled up now. And what you can see here is I have my three uh, pods running, um, but the new one, the scale-up one, is stuck in pending. Yeah. And the reason it's stuck in pending is because uh, I've used up all the capacity on my physical machines. Yeah, but you have, when we were over there, you showed me that you actually had a virtual node, so I would have expected that one just to start running on that one. Right, so we've actually made a design decision here with the product which says that as an end user, you need to explicitly opt into using virtual nodes. Okay, so even um, though it's a part of my cluster, that's not enough. It's not just adding right. one, it's also adding one and saying, I also now want to use that. Right, so Kubernetes has this notion of what's called taints and tolerations, and okay. basically it's a way of saying, like, this node has a little bit of a difference or something like that, right? And then you have to say, well, I tolerate that difference. Um, okay. And if I do, then I'll get scheduled onto that, and if I don't. It could be used for something like, hey, we think the memory might be slightly bad or a disk went bad, but in this case it's saying, hey, the infrastructure is a little different. Um, you should know that you're getting scheduled out into this ACI because, of course, you, know, you could imagine, well, I created a cluster and it costs three virtual machines and it's a fixed cost. Um, with virtual nodes, you know, if you scale really big, you're going to start paying more. Gotcha. And, and that's maybe a little bit different than what somebody's expecting, so we want to make sure that a user explicitly, explicitly said, I want that. It, right? Perfect. Um, Got it. And, so and that's it, where we are now is that we, we have the node, but we haven't told our cluster to use that node yet. Right. And, Got it. and we have to add an annotation. And so okay. we'll go back over here. Um, and we will close all, and then um, go to my files. So if we take a look at this one, what you can see here is uh, I've added this. Got it. So this is says, the same deployment you had before with just this portion added to it. Right? right. It's the same deployment, but this little portion gets added, which basically says I'm going to tolerate the fact that you know, I'm a virtual kubelet, um, and, and that's going to allow me to then schedule. Perfect. Okay. Right? And so if I now go, well, this one has, I'm going to change that to four also. Okay. So if I apply this, uh, there's a lot of differences. <laughs> the cluster has, when you create something in the Kubernetes cluster, it adds like the creation timestamp and Got all that kind of stuff, but it'll, it should just work. Okay. So now let's see what happened. If I go back over and uh, I search for any pending pods, 
they're all gone. And so that last uh, pod has been scaled out to the virtual node now. Um, and obviously, I can go even bigger if I want. I could scale gotcha. up to 10. I could scale up to the number of uh, virtual uh, containers that I can add to my subscription. So. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah. So we're not we're no longer bound by the nodes that we have, which right. we talked about earlier. My, my biggest concern is I either have too few or too many nodes, and now I have always just the right amount of nodes because I can burst out, and then it'll shrink back in. Right. Whenever and you're, I you're only deployment. paying for the containers that you have active, not the node itself. The virtual node is always free. Gotcha. So, yeah. Perfect. Cool. Cool. All right. So we're learning all about virtual nodes here on Azure Friday.